welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter Kearley, and we are now rolling with the intro. So, I don't know, I need a technical person to, to help me out. Sometimes my, um, my computer starts recording in stereo mode, I guess is what it is. It flips up my uh, levels, so it jacks it up, makes editing a hassle... So I just had to start a new track, and somehow it's working now. So we're rolling with it. It's good to go. So anyway, my guest today is a fella by the name, uh, an artist by the name of Forrest Sun. You can check him out at forestsun.com. Look in the description. Click on his uh, name, and it will take you to his website. Um, he's got a lot of stuff there. He's a painter, poet. A uh, musician. He said he was an actor. He, um, what else, man? He, he was a, a jack of a lot of trades, jack of many trades. Um, really fun conversation. He's coming through Amarillo. He's doing a spot tonight at Fire Slice. He was on the news this morning. Um, and he's going on, uh, Jenny and Zarello on our, on High Plains Public Radio. I think it, what is that morning it's my my morning i can't remember what the name of her show is but it jenny uh he's going on her show so um it that'll probably be happening in about an hour from right now so i uh, had a lot of fun it was a very enjoyable conversation he's a interesting dude i actually did not get into any of my questions that i had for him we just kind of ended up chit-chatting and it was a lovely conversation so hi blaine's morning High Plains Morning is the name. Thank you, Shannon. Weekdays at 9 to noon. Weekdays, 9 to noon. And that's our friend Jenny. She was episode 25, my only live, my first and only live podcast that I re- uh, recorded in front of people. She was a great guest. She really was. And she's actually the reason that Forrest came on the show. Uh, she graciously, when he asked, is there anything else for me to do in Amarillo... Um, she threw my name out there. So, uh, I have Jenny to thank for having Forrest on the podcast, uh, in general. So, uh, it seems like he comes to this area frequently, fairly frequently. He, um, was saying that he does some spots in New York, uh, also Dallas and Houston or, uh, Austin and Houston. He's doing later on the same tour, share the love tour, I believe is what he called it. Ooh, that was my stomach. Might need to eat some food. So, um, check him out. He's got his music up on Spotify, Pandora, Apple. He uh, is, he's released a couple of vinyl records, um, and he's got all all that jazz as well. So, follow him on Instagram. Uh, he's a friend of the High Plains. Hopefully, we chit chat about it a little bit in this, but um, I threw out that he should play Tecla House. He'd be a perfect artist to have there, and. Uh, so our friends over at Tecla House, who knows, maybe he'll, maybe he'll be doing a spot there later this month, or not this month probably, but maybe, because we're actually at the end of April, but um, maybe, uh, n- maybe next month, maybe in a few months, who knows. So, that's my guest, for Sun. Um, sorry for the lag in content recently, I've uh, been working... Full-time, part-time. Um, so, uh, just 
had uh, some great opportunities. Actually, that windstorm blew through and blew over a bunch of fences, and my my cousin builds fences. So uh, we've been staying pretty busy with that, uh, as well as uh, just some other jobs that I've uh, had the opportunity, blessed to be able to do. So sadly, um, the podcast has, uh, you know, I haven't had as much time to schedule guests, but this week is actually going to be a very busy podcast week for me. I've got this episode that I'm releasing today, I recorded, I'm going to release today. I've got, um, oh shit, I forgot his last name, Blake, um, how did I forget his last name? Rogers, I don't know how, Blake Rogers, he's the guitarist from Smooth Taste, um, having him on this coming Friday, and then I'm actually going on the uh, Clemente's Corner. This will be my first time being a podcast, a guest on a podcast. Um, so I'm going on Clemente's Corner uh, this uh, Sunday night. So that's going to be a good time. Looking forward to all that. Um, but so hopefully we will, uh, you know, I'll, ha- I'll be putting out a little bit more content, being a little bit more consistent, trying to. Uh, trying to get on that bandwagon, that that work bandwagon, you know? So, like I said, sorry for the lag, but, you know, it's kind of interesting because I think I'm in my late 50s uh, podcasts now. So I've, I've put out uh, over 55 episodes. So hopefully, if you get into this podcast, you check out them archives. Check out some of those older conversations. There's some really good ones in there. Some of them are like, kind of hidden you know like uh it might be somebody you've never heard of before but just jump into some of those conversations um check out some of that older content also uh i've been working a little bit more on my writing so i have uh uh some short stories up on the website as well as some short stories coming out and i'm hoping to to get back more consistent with uh, writing blog posts so uh if y'all could check those out give me uh, any any feedback, even if it's negative feedback, it's all good feedback, right? So uh, check those out. If you like them, tell me. If you hate them, hey, tell me that as well. It's all, it all helps. So in other news, uh, I have a new order of hats in. So if anybody wants a hat, uh, you can go to the website. They're $20 uh, plus shipping. Shannon is out. My wife is going to an appointment to get the fetus fetus checked on. Um, so good luck. That's the that's a good luck for all of us, really. So uh, bye. Um, so let's see where was I at? Oh, hats. So uh, twenty bucks plus shipping and handling if you're in or around the Amarillo area. Just uh, hit me up. You know, you can still order it through the website, but I'm not going to charge you shipping. I'll just drive it over and drop it off, or you can come pick it up, or whatever. Just hit me up. Let me know. Direct message me. Uh, believe it or not, I am not like... See, so right now in the Instagram Live... Oh, well, we had one viewer now. I think they're gone. Um, so believe it or not, my my DMs are not exploding. So if you hit me uh, hit me up on any of my social, I'll be able to get to it because I'm not a very popular guy. So uh, hit me up. Uh, shirts are coming sometime. I've got an idea. It's hard, man. Like 
coming up with the brand, you know, I'm, I, I'm not necessarily fashion forward if you were, you know, and, uh, just trying, I'm still trying to navigate my way through what is the best use of time, uh, and money, uh, at the present moment. Um, but I definitely have some shirt ideas and, um, in conversation with a couple of different, uh, people. And, uh, as soon as I get that figured out, uh, I will let you know and, uh, we will, we will make that happen. Um, so now announcements, um, first thing I'm going to announce, dang, I don't have it written down. Um, but so the first thing I'll start with, uh, throwing out there is damn Dexter. Is not very professional of me. I'm super sorry, everybody. Um, the first thing I'm going to throw out is we've got next month, that that's May. Um, May 18th is the Shake Hands Amarillo Ping Pong Tournament. If you are interested or you're trying to get into that, if you play ping pong, if you don't play ping pong, who gives a shit? Hit us up. Hit us up. I don't It's not me. Hit up Jeff. Hit up Shake Hands Amarillo. They got Facebook page. They got an Instagram. Hit them up. They'll get you set up. If you're uh, an elite player, I'm talking if you're an Olympic level player, we've got competition for you. If you're a medium grade player, there's competition for you. If you're a beginner, there is a bracket. Now, it's a little bit stiff for competition even in the like the, the low bracket. I mean, there's some... Uh, there's killers lurking around every corner at Shake Hands Amarillo. Don't sleep on anybody. Don't sleep on on a pregnant woman. Don't sleep on an old man. Don't sleep on a on a on a half drunk thirty year old. All of them. They're killers. They'll they'll snatch up and 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 snatch that wind from you. So um, oh where was I at? Oh Shake Hands Amarillo the eighteenth May eighteenth. If you don't get in on that one, you need to just start following their Facebook and their Instagram because Jeff does a really good job of giving you plenty of notice uh, as to when the tournaments are going to be. And uh, they're a lot of fun. It's a great time. So check that out. Um, Also going to announce our next group run. The uh, I kind of took it upon myself to name the group. I think we're going to call it the Panhandle Primate Posse. Um, we, there was five of us that met up at Pondicetta this, this last, uh, group run and it was a blast. We had a great time, drank some beers afterwards, a solid group of in, individuals, solid group of human beings. So we're going to try to, we're going to keep that going. And honestly, if the, just the same people show up, um, I'll be happy because it was a great time. So if you're interested in getting into running, if you're already a runner, any of that, uh, check out, I'll, I'll have an event on my website soon for May 25th group run, Pondicetta, leaving at four o'clock, get there at three 30. We'll do some stretching, chit chat with each other. Then we'll hit in. I think this last time we did 4.7 miles and, uh, one of my good friends that showed up, he hadn't run in a long time, my buddy Mike, and he did all 4.7 miles. Uh, he might've broken his ankle. We're not sure, but he, uh, he did it you know, and, uh, ran it all and had a great time. So check that out. The 25th, um, let's see here. I should, 
I'm going to pull it up real quick. Um, I'm going to check out whenever the Bad Magic Music Festival is. All right, 2019, uh, May 25th. Damn it. At 12 o'clock. That's the same day as the group run. So we're going to have to re. Damn it. We're going to have to reschedule that. So group runs out. I'm writing Bad Magic in right now. So Luis, who is the organizer for uh, Critical Mass Bomb City, and myself are both uh, setting up a booth at uh, Bad Magic. So damn. Cut out that group run. I'll let you know a different date for that. Um, we'll probably... Actually, let's just go ahead and bump that to the 26th. That's what I'm going to write in. So the group run is going to be May 26th. Um, and since y'all were already planning at being at the group run on the 25th, go ahead and just come out to the Bad Magic Music Festival. Spend uh, a weekend a weekend with with me, I guess. So... Bad Magic Music Festival is the 25th of May. And then the group run is going to be on the 26th of May. Um, So you can party on the 25th and you can get some work done on the 26th. So uh, all those, that's really all of the announcements that I have. I, yep, didn't have any others written down. So now we're going to jump into this episode. It's been a minute, a grip, 13. 15 minutes of intro Dexter you're getting ridiculous at this thing so another artist that I uh, first heard here in Am- the lovely Amarillo Riley Walker I'm gonna play a quick song off of his album Deaf Man Glance he released this album in 2018 this is a dope song um, and I hope you enjoy it uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation I had a great time with Forrest he's a cool dude and uh, hopefully I'll have him on whenever he comes back through Amarillo. So maybe that will be um, him playing Tecla or he'll he'll be back. He uh, Which, it's awesome in this conversation we talk about it, but Jenny Anzarello is actually one of the reasons he came to Amarillo. He, uh, she met him up in uh, Canada, I guess, and she was like, hey, you need to stop in Amarillo. So uh, we need more people to be ambassadors for the area. Start encouraging people to come to Amarillo and to... Uh, ensure them that there is a uh that there is a community here that wants them here that wants to participate with them in in their art and uh just in who they are as people so uh, back to riley walker this is spoil with the rest i hope you enjoy i hope you enjoy this conversation and uh until next time enjoy the show i guess now i'm rambling anyway I declare my own constitution 
Well, I'll do my best. Yeah, I'm spoiling with the rest. Yeah, I'm spoiling with the rest. Takes half shit to give a fool. Every time I get it done. I do my best. Yeah, I'm spoiling with the rest. Yeah, I'm spoiling with the rest. to say something right as I was were you going to ask a question or? I don't know I can't what remember you said about? something and then it was like I was like alright let me go to start and then I went a little blank but that's alright are you enjoying your time your in Amarillo yet? so far well I just got here last night this morning I woke up at 5am to go do the yeah the morning show on the ABC uh huh with Anthony Pittman and um so that was at 6 like you were recording they, it at 6 no they asked me to be at the be at the studio at six and then mm. to go on at six thirty. I didn't end up going on until six forty five, but mm. could have slept a little later. Yeah, but uh, and it was pouring rain. Oh yeah, at five a.m. Yeah, I actually one of uh, so I'm on the fire department. That's like my main gig, my full time job, and I'm actually on duty right now. So I took annual leave, uh, took the day off, and so one of my buddies who lives uh, on Charles, just on the other like it kind of takes a little bit of a jaunt a little break 
I work with him and we're good buddies and I've been friends with him for a long time. Well, we've started in 5 a.m. workouts uh, nice. just in my garage, you know, I got yeah. some kettlebells and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, I was up at the same time with the rain. I was and, working out with you, man. I, and, I do my squats every day and my oh, push-ups and uh, some sun salutations, yoga nice. stuff after my morning meditation. So I always start my day with that. That's mm. wherever I am. keeps me healthy and Yeah, sane. powerful. So is it always a 5 a.m.? Are you like No, a I don't usually guy? get up that early. No, no, I only did that. Just whatever time I get up, I do my morning routine before breakfast. Oh, okay. Get the blood flowing. Exactly. Get loose, kind of get in your own body a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I did that this morning. Then I walked outside in the pouring rain with all my stuff. Discovered I didn't know how to lock the door of my Airbnb. <laughs> so then I had to run back in and take anything valuable and just hope it's all right that I had yeah. to leave the door open. And then uh, the car alarm on my rental went off and it's 5 a.m. I, uh, like, I hope yeah. I didn't disturb <laughs> my host too much. Uh, so that was my start. So is that how day. you're doing this? Uh, you doing Airbnbs as you travel? You know, I like Airbnb a lot. I like... Uh, Airbnb and Whole Foods really make mm. traveling better for me. I like my own cooking. And yeah. You know, if you travel a lot, it's nice to be able to have what you want to eat and cook it for yourself. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Well, and you also get to see a, a, like a slightly different aspect of Amarillo or of all these different towns that you're going through. Exactly. Being an Airbnb versus like hotel, you yeah. know? Yeah. You get a little bit of flavor, I guess, of each area. Yeah. And I like to have my own kitchen. Yeah. And, that, and yeah, and actually have more than one room sometimes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hotel living can get pretty old. Oh, dude, so fast. Well, and that's uh, one of the questions I was going to ask you in a little bit is like, and you've already kind of touched on it a little bit. It seems like the old model of touring for a musician or like the prescription for a musician, yeah. is destroy your body, destroy your health, like play these late sets, yeah. drive all night, cram, 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 you know? And it it almost seems like an outdated way of, of approaching life. Yeah, and, I, think, I think you have a very uh, acute perspective on that. And uh, I agree totally. I, I always thought that was ridiculous. Cause, yeah. Uh, I like a quotidian rhythm, you know, you like uh -huh. to take, wake, wake up with, with the sun and go to sleep not too yeah, late. And yeah. So I always wondered, how am I going to do this thing? Oh, dang. Because I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. Yeah. Uh, I like to exercise and, and I like time outdoors and nature and the sun. And yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of bars. I don't... Uh, well, in your music, your music is very um, sun-oriented, I feel like. Well, that's the name my parents gave me, so yeah. I guess I had to... Had to live up to that. My so what's, what's your full name? Forrest Sun. Forrest Sun. Yeah. Okay, so is your parents, like is your surname Sun? Forrest is my first name. Sun is my middle name. Okay. My last name is Schumacher, but nobody oh. knows that except the, oh. you know, the IRS. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I haven't used that for years. It's my, uh, but it, my, uh, my parents gave me the name Forrest Sun, first and middle name, and I've used mm. that as my artist name. Yeah. Both for my painting and my uh, music all these years. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So one of one of what's up, babe? Oh, here's the water. Here's some oh, hot water. Do you need like a spoon? Oh, and... that's great. Thank you. All right. I'm all set. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna top off my I'm gonna top off my coffee and then we'll. Uh... Good. Are you still rolling there? Or do you yeah, want? Yeah, we're rolling. You, man. Just, you, you want... just leave it going. Oh, you edit you it there, huh? No, I don't edit. You just let it go. Yeah, just let it go. It's just like a... people listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a live roll, man. All right. Bye, Emmett. Say bye. Bye. Hey, it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs>
Um, yeah, so part of the reason I've been thinking this is uh, partially because of Amarillo. So I feel like if you're a touring artist, you should be based out of Amarillo. It's like a pitch I'm, I'll send out to the entire country. Because All right, tell me why. The cost of living is really low. Yeah. It's really cheap. I mean, this size of a house. Where are you from in California? Where the cost of living is not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, for instance, this here is a $150,000 house. Uh -huh. In California, I imagine it would it would be... If, uh, if it was in Mill Valley, uh, where I live north of San Francisco, it would be $1.2 See, $1.2 million. <laughs> what the hell? You know what crazy? I'm saying? It's like... Really crazy. So, like, that's part of my thing is... <clears throat> Almost this new model of, which I, I always believe that the artist is is a pivotal role in um, in society. They have a pivotal role, and that's to show a counter culture. Yeah. Uh, so mainstream is kill yourself, right? Kill yourself for the job. Yeah. Work yourself to death, and then once you're dead, once you're 50, 60, 65, once you're dead... Then you have your own time to to spend your money, right? Yes. So, but we're gonna kill you first. Yeah, and if you're artist, you'll get the rewards. You'll be the most popular once you're dead. Also. No. Yeah. That <laughs> and that's the that's the hard thing is whenever you're trying to tell somebody, no, you need to be creative, not for this generation's sake, but for the next generation, right? It's not gonna pay the bills. Yeah. So it's like to me, it seems. Like you should erase the bills, right? That makes a lot of sense. So, like, yeah. you no longer have these bills to pay, and then so one of the pitches is Amarillo's in the center of the country. Yeah, you're in Denver in eight hours, Austin in eight hours, Oklahoma City, anywhere in New Mexico, all eight hours. El Paso's a little bit longer, maybe ten hours, you know. Um, and then that's not even I haven't really explored Northwest of Amarillo. So you got Kansas and. You know, basically the High Plains public radio. That I'm uh, playing on later today. Yeah, that you're playing on with Jenny. Yes. So, love Jenny. She's so, great. Yeah, I so, met her in Montreal. And si Oh, Montreal, really? Yeah, the Folk Alliance. Oh, okay. She's there. And so they do these showcases in the hotel rooms. And she she came to my showcase. And she'd been playing my music already on her mm -hmm. show. But uh, she was like, you have to come to Amarillo. So we really have Jenny to thank that, yeah. that I'm here. Because she said, you should do the morning show and have you on the radio and play show and do the podcast she's the one told me about you. yeah i know that's so that's actually the reason i took off work today was because you hit me up and i was like that's what i'm doing this podcast for mm. what i want is i want to start meeting people that are coming through amarillo putting them on the podcast because amarillo does have like it, there's this weird culture here because there are people who are here but we also are like this, uh, like way station, you know. We're like a port city. There's tons of people coming through all the time, and uh, we don't harvest that as a as a city, you mm. know. Like I wish we could almost be like Austin, to where any musician could say, "I can stop in Amarillo and play a set." Yeah. Just period. I can play a set in Amarillo. So they work that into their tour routine. You yep. know, it's just like I'm gonna. I'm gonna spend a night, spend an evening. You know, we're getting some dope restaurants now. We, Great. Um, you said you're not a drinker, but we've got a few new breweries awesome. that are opening up. One, a uh, couple that are really good. Pondaceta is a brand new brewery that's killing it. You know, 
We've got amazing coffee. Are you into coffee? Do you drink coffee? Normally? I was for a long time, but I, I, I don't don't do it anymore. You're off of caffeine? I'm off of caffeine, nice. too, for like uh, seven years now. No strong, caffeine. man. Strong. Yeah. I I want to be off of caffeine, but it's just not going to happen for no. a while. Well, it's just like one of those things like uh, I've heard it described before like a warm hug in the morning. Yeah, you know, no, sometimes you just need an embrace That tastes good, too. I love, oh, I love it the does. smell of it and the taste of it. See, I just felt felt better overall without it. So Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is you can control your emotions. You can control like uh, I'm inconsistently awake. So... It's like uh, if I know I need to be awake, I can hammer like three, four cups, maybe three, four pots of coffee, and I'm good to go. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. That's good but, for your job, though, right? You have you're on call, so you gotta. If you suddenly need to go work, you gotta be awake. Well, know? see, and at night we get to sleep, you know, and stuff. But yeah, it's it's kind of one of those weird schedules where uh, you know you might have two, three calls overnight. And the next morning you get home and the wife and kid are getting ready. You know, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. You yeah. got to hammer a couple cups of coffee and keep on. Yeah, I got a couple part time jobs too. So it's kind of like it's uh, it's very much a fast, which granted, we're having another baby. So I've got a two and a half year old. Yeah. Thank you. And we got another one on the way. And so it's like, I feel like the 30s for me, 30 to 40, is going to be like pressing down the gas pedal. You know, and to get some things done. Yeah, twenty to thirty was like dream state for me. Like I had a lot of fun, uh, found a great job, found a great wife. You know, kind of ironed out some philosophical th- things I'm going to build my life on. Yeah, um, but it was mostly like cruising. You know, like the pedal was back, and now I feel like with the thirties, I'm going to have to put the pedal down. For you a got some bit. pieces in place. You got your, you got your work. You got your family. You got your house. Yeah. Got your podcast. Yeah. Well, and that's you know, it's one of those things. I'm fulfilled at the moment, and so now, like part, I feel like part of my responsibility is like dumping the cup out, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, so that's kind of what I mean by like pushing the gas is like dumping the cup, you know, and, mm. and trying. I think the hardest part of modern living is figuring out, and the artist does this very well. It's more difficult for like, uh, I'm not necessarily in an artist role in the society. Mm. You know, you don't want your firemen being the artists necessarily. (laughs) You want them being pragmatic, practical, uh, nose to the grindstone kind of people, you know? While they're working, but... While they're working, right. Still have time for... Time for creativity. For all of it, right? But you have to engineer it almost into your life sure you gotta you gotta make it happen and i think that's why the artist model is so important because especially so you say you paint i do yep and and so first off let's plug your website forestsun.com right yes they can see my artwork hear my music watch videos yep all that stuff they sign up on the mailing list i will send uh, a new song every month. So I did a Kickstarter mm. in October for a new song every month, and mm-hmm. that's going to culminate in the new record uh, this uh, after twelve months. And so, oh, nice! Uh, they can sign up there, and I, I will send the new songs, and uh, you can see some my writing, the lyrics to my songs, and all that stuffs at the website. So, so let's let's do a hard start here. All right, so. We're here. This is the Panel Primate Podcast. Thirteen minutes in, I haven't said that yet. So, and my guest is Forrest Sun, traveling through Amarillo at the moment. You said Jenny and Zarella. We have Jenny and Zarella to thank. Yes, which thank she you, Jenny. is. 
she is a great uh, ambassador for the for the Texas Panhandle. I feel like she's uh, putting herself out there, getting in touch, and I for mean, sure. she's got a great platform with High Plains Public Radio to bring people in and uh, kind of kindle the the spirit of live music in Amarillo. It's kind of a weird thing that it's not a little bit more prominent than it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tonight you're playing at Fire Slice, is that correct? That's right. They All call right. it Fire Fire Songs. Fire Songs, Fire okay. Songs and Fire Slice. I yeah, I don't know. I, I love Fire Slice. Uh, got a lot of friends over there, and we actually did a couple of... Do you listen to any podcasts? I have to admit, I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts. No, okay, we interesting. probably get into it, but... Uh, you know, as an artist and a musician, I need, I listen to a lot of music for inspiration and then also silence. I feel like mm, space. quiet and the space is where the, where the new words come, new songs come from. Mm. So, uh, so no, not a lot of podcasts, but, uh, I like that we're doing it. Yeah. There's some, there's some amazing ones out there. Um, but I was trying to do, it's weird because it's kind of a closet thing. Like you don't, you don't there's not really a whole lot of ways to project to the world the podcast you listen to. Mm. So I was doing this Panhandle podcast meetup thing where if you're a fan of podcasts or if you have a podcast or if you just want to hang out, you can come and kind of like uh, network, like kind of talk with other people. Because the thing is, I love when you get a hold of somebody who listens to podcasts, they're like, oh, I listen to this podcast, this podcast, this podcast. And they're, they'll list off 10 podcasts and I've never even heard of any of them. Right. You know, it's like... so it's you got their can, niche market there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's super niche. and uh, But we had uh, two of them at Fire Slice. So they were gracious hosts and it was a lot of fun. Good space, good vibe there. They got delicious pizza. And cool. So yeah, it's a, great, it's a great place. Um, yeah, we invite everybody to come on down. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm going to try to get this podcast out. I'll, I will have it out probably before noon. Perfect. Uh, which is uh, unique, actually, for me. Usually, usually I have it out same day, but sometimes it takes a while getting the intro, you know, and then sure, you got you edit stuff pop up. And my wife's in grad school as well, so it's just kind of one of those juggling a You're lot. Juggling of, a lot here, yeah. Juggling sure. a lot of different balls, you know. So <laughs> let's start off with a quick intro. Like, just tell us, like, fill us into who you are, who I am. I am a singer-songwriter. I am a traveling troubadour. I'm an artist and a painter and a writer. And um, I live in Mill Valley, California, in the Redwoods, north of San Francisco. And um, I've worked in film as well. Oh, really? And as an actor, I played a fireman, in fact. Oh, really? Yeah, I should send you a photo of me as a fireman in in the genuine outfit. Yeah. uh, the fire department was lent us for the for this short film that I was in. Nice. And I grew the mustache, mm. which I felt was key for the role. Yeah, it's weird, man, because I there's guys that uh, you don't know that they can grow a good mustache until they grow that mustache. There's there's some young fellows that have been on the job, and you see them one day, and they kind of look like a little bit of a baby, and then the next day they come in, and they got a little uh, little. Uh, woolly, what do they call those bird? Those, uh, those caterpillar? Woolly, yeah, woolly, woolly worms or whatever. Yeah. It just boom overnight, you know, and it ages them like 10 years. It's it, kind of an it amazing. It's why thing. people didn't recognize me with the, with the mustache. Did you feel like when you had the mustache for the role, 
like that you morphed into the mustache guy just in general like I noticed that people perceived me differently yeah yeah just the way uh, the way that people reacted was different so that was interesting I also grew the beard first and then I so I had the beard for like a, a month beforehand yeah. at least or two months or something and then I shaved it and just had the solid mustache. solid move because that that mid mustache stage it, that that's actually so I'm not allowed to have a beard you know so right, so that's a, you can only have the mustache. That's, that's the reason gotta be everybody trimmed, right? has. Yeah. yeah, it has for the SCBA and tradition and stuff. So it's hard to grow a mustache for me because I can't do the beard. You can't do the beard first. You have to start. You oh, have to commit I, to yeah. the shitty mustache <laughs> on your face. So, so it, it is like it's a humbling experience because I, you have a shitty mustache. Like, <laughs> what, what's that on your upper yeah, lip? Yeah, they're like, oh, dude. <laughs> you know, you go through this like cheesy mustache stage for a long time. It's a humbling experience, which yeah. is, which really, that's uh, when you see a guy on the fire department that has a good mustache, it comes with a little bit of respect because you know he had to deal he with it. He had to go through that. He had to go through that shitty stage, you know? No, I didn't realize that. I, I, oh, actually, I did. I talked to some firemen, did my research before mm-hmm. playing the role, and, and you know, I asked them about the sideburns, if that, you know how how long they could be, if I could keep my sideburns, and uh-huh. they said that that was cool, but uh, but yeah, no no full on beard. Yeah. yeah, they they've got regulations on all of it. They say you know quarter inch past the quarter, you yeah. know they got all this stuff. The safe stash, someone uh, threw me that phrase. The safe stash, meaning it's you know it's with it's uh-huh. it's it's within reg. It's within regulations. Yeah. It's safe. It's safe, safety first. You yeah, know? it's yeah. it's funny, man. Well, it's safety, and it's largely a lot of that kind of stuff. It comes down to tradition when you really sure. get to like hammer and stuff out. There's guys in Colorado that have beards, and they pass like it's an SCBA. Like the mask has to seal to your face, right? And you have like these different tests you have to do. And there's been guys that have like a beard that have passed the test, like with it, you know. So that it works. Yeah, so they're kind of, you know, and I don't care too much, but there are some guys who get like, uh, you know, goatee. Nope. I want a goatee. I want a, you know, a little soul patch. So these guys get, you know, kind of uh, elaborate with their facial hairs. <laughs> and they're like, nah, you're out, you know. They Not happening. Cut it off. So, but so, okay, California. California. Actor. Uh, in yep. Kind of. Do you do you consider yourself a general artist? Like, is it just a like a lifestyle? Well, I mean, I feel like music for me is a calling. It's a, mm. it's you know it's I have to do it, and um, I also write poetry and 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 paint and do art, and I love doing those things also. And it, that just sort of happened, and I have to get out of the way and and, mm. and let it come through. Uh, but as you were saying earlier, that you know the traditional role of a musician is. Uh, it's a it's a difficult path, and that never appealed. Uh, the the idea of spending my nights, you know, in a hotel and and playing till two in the morning and then driving oh, and doing God. it over and over and over again doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But so for a while I didn't tour as much. I did I did the acting. I did the filmmaking. I I uh, I did a soundtrack for a film. Oh, nice. And um, you know, and painting and. And I'm still traveling when the when for the right shows and mm-hmm. the right places, but not the sort of hard road time that you're talking about. That yeah. is the uh, the mythos of the traveling musician, who, you know, like that movie Crazy Heart or something. Yeah, you see yeah, that? yeah. Uh huh. So that was a great one. Yeah, that was really good. Ryan Bingham. Did yeah, he did some the soundtrack. Ryan Bingham. Yeah, yeah. That well, from dope. that movie, he yeah. turned me on to. Him. Well, yeah. see, uh, so I actually got turned on to him uh, at the time I was working at the Amarillo Grand Exchange, which was like a shitty minimum wage, which. I, 
nothing against the grain exchange, you know, but it was just like a minimum wage, hard labor type job, you know. And uh, the boss there was, he's a mu music guy, and he had seen him at the House of Blues or somewhere, and he was like, dude, you gotta listen to this Ryan Bingham. Yeah. So I started listening to him. I was like, okay, he's pretty cool, he's pretty cool. And then that movie came out, and whenever I heard the the Crazy Crazy Heart song, yeah, I was like, dude, that's an amazing song. Look it up, it's Ryan Bingham who wrote it. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude's bringing some heat, you know? Like, yeah. he's bringing some heat. And then ever since then, he's almost like a, he was almost like an instant classic type of musician, like uh, defined a genre and a sound perfectly instantly, mm. which is kind of like a unique thing to have happen, you know? Sure. Uh, well, he tapped into sort of a timeless thing, and that's I think that that sort of instant instant classic. Yeah, that happens. I think good songwriting does that you know it has a certain universal appeal and a certain timelessness to it well and don't you think like to be able to write a song like that you have to live that lifestyle of damn I'm playing shitty bars till two in the morning mm. and my relationships are suffering and you know like sure, like I mean. you have to almost uh, sacrifice that lamb in order to be able to write the song of what it feels like to sacrifice that lamb you know Oh, uh, I know that for me, definitely songwriting comes from my life experience. So, yeah, there may be some truth to that, that that's where those songs came from. But uh, but also, we're all one, you know, there's an awareness of everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty easy, you know, just as an actor plays a role, you know, uh, to imagine and feel what it would be like to be in that situation. So some some of the songs I write can come from this sort of imaginary place of what would that be like, or, or knowing somebody and writing a song for them, right? In how I see and perceive their experience. It's almost like the myth builder uh, attribute of us. Like we want to. It, it's weird because I've been I write short stories and I've actually been dabbling a little in poetry, which is kind of weird because I never. Uh, I was always too formulaic in my thought process of it, like, mm. and I'm still am. Like, it's like, okay, I have to have like a pretty definite rhyme scheme, and I want it to be in couplets, and then I want to make sure that all the couplets and all the different stanzas, all you know, I mean, I'm sure. pretty like, for some reason, I'm uh, well, like, I mean, working within those limitations can be rewarding, yeah, and freeing in a in a strange way. Sure. But um, damn, where was I going with that point? I can't remember now. Oh, so writing. One of the things that I've noticed is when you're writing and you're trying to craft a story or a short story or something like that, you start to look at your life slightly differently. And so you can uh, almost think back on a circumstance and I think of it in particular like if a friend was being shitty or if like uh, like just an interaction or something, then you can like look back and you can say, oh, him knocking over the glass three times showed that he was actually being disruptive to the mood or to the vibe of the room, right? So you, you start seeing these things that at the time seem circumstantial or insignificant. And then within the larger narrative of a, of a context, sure, it makes sense, oh, he was being the asshole. Yes. And that's why he was doing this over and over or you know, this person was being self-deprecating, and so they were doing these certain actions. And so you almost see, uh, there's almost like a meta-narrative in the circumstantial. 
Yeah, well, we're all story storytellers. I mean, we, we tell ourselves story all the time Ooh, in our yeah. own mind about what our life is and what it means and mm-hmm. whether it's good or whether it's bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's why I love, and that's why we love television and film and music and things that lead us in a very clear story. But that's what I like poetry and, and songwriting about is that it, it's this little piece of a story but that, that you can fill in huge like your own life experience you can add it to it mm-hmm. you know so you can hear a few lines in a song that mean something to you personally well, and i've been listening to quite a bit of your music recently just preparing for this you know i like to be familiar so we just got back from uh south Te- well south central north i can't remember it hill country my wife's family has a little farm down there and so on the road trip driving down we did like a little stint you know listening to your music and then while I was down there I was like cutting some trail listened and then driving back listened and one of the things I noticed was like some of your songs like trampoline Mm -hmm. which we got a busted up trampoline in the backyard the wind threw it but whenever I was like listening to that song that's the perfect song that explains how I feel when I'm playing on the the trampoline with my two year old Yeah, chasing him around in circles literally there's zero point to it but that's the point that's the joy of it and that's the joy of it so you had there was a couple of songs that I heard that were very much like within a context Mm. but then I heard several of your songs and the writing style where it was uh, almost general to the point where it like allowed space to fill in the gaps and, yeah. and like let uh <clears throat> it was I'm trying to remember who the artist was. Damn, that's gonna make for a terrible story. Oh no, Nickel Creek. Mm, um yeah. what was the the mandolinist uh Chris Thiele. Chris yeah. So he was telling a story about this guy that came up to him and was like when he says it happens all the time, but they the, the song this song that you wrote about the heartbreak and blah, blah, blah. And they, they basically tell you the story of the song that you wrote them. Yeah. I really needed that. Like it spoke to me, blah, blah, blah. And he said that they walk off and then he turns around and he's like, that's not what the song was about at all. Exactly. So that's, I think a good song meets people where they are. Mm. So it's, it's, um, it's my own personal experience, but it also allows for you to fill it in. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, I have a line in one of my songs that says... Uh, Life's song is a skeleton, and it's your voice that fills the flesh in. Mm. So, and I, a song, I mean, it's the same when I'm recording in the studio. Uh, if you know, I sit down, I have chords and words and a melody, and you know, maybe a verse, a bridge, a chorus. Uh, but what instrumentation is going to bring that to life um, can, can go so many different directions. Mm-hmm. You know, what genre is going to best suit the song? Is it going to feel fun with, with a reggae groove or should I do it more bluesy or should it be uh, more of a swing jazz thing because it can all, all right. it can go any of those directions and create a totally different mood and then you get to play with also whether you're going to have lyrics that may be sad or evocative in some way with an upbeat right track or vice versa well and that's that works. sometimes that makes uh almost gives it like a bittersweet feel exactly it's like okay this is a sad topic but it's light and fun for some reason yeah you know? i did that with one of my new tunes uh i don't know if you can put it in uh for people to listen to but there's a new song called heart's beat and take a beating all right which has like an uh an upbeat 
kind of feel, but has that bittersweetness to it. What's it called? Hearts Beat and Take a Beating. Okay. Hearts beat and take a beating The pounding rhythm of my blood Pain is just another way of seeing Everything I haven't understood When did I learn to be so lonely In torpid afternoons that last all day If I could remember what you told me Maybe this heavy feeling would go away Has it always been this way? Driving up and down this highway Forgetting where I'm supposed to go If you go your way and I go my way Where we meet up on down the road Templates of the dreams that never happened Stacked in pies upon the desk But I still have gotten flat If I said no instead of yes Wish I could say I did my best Hearts beat and take a beating The pounding rhythm of my blood Pain is just another way of seeing Everything I haven't understood What can't be spoken How do you find what isn't lost Is this still the life you've chosen If I'm unwilling to pay the cost Or just another coin you've tossed Hearts beat and take a beating Hearts beat and take a beating Hearts beat and take a beating stick it i'll stick that song in right there perfect um so yeah that's 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 a lot of fun man i uh i definitely very much appreciate i've I've appreciated your music Mm. and it was kind of one of those things that when you first messaged me i didn't hear i hadn't heard of you but the it's kind of an interesting thing because i don't necessarily hear about anybody anymore there's there's yeah. not a whole lot of narrative around music like it, like whenever I was in high school, 
I had like four or five friends, and that was what our relationship was based off of. What music? You what were music you were listening to? We were each trying to find our own like new stuff to introduce the other people to. It was like almost like a like there was a, an actual harvesting model, right? I'm harvesting from my orchard. You're harvesting from your orchard, and we're all coming together and we're we're sharing our spoils, you know, <laughs> our fruits. But now it's Spotify for me, yep. you know, like I'm, I'm isolated and a Spotify algorithm is bringing it's up bringing new what stuff. music you're going to hear. It's an interesting situation, isn't it? I mean, there's 2 million artists on Spotify, two over million. 2 million. Yeah. And less than 10% of those have more than a thousand plays. Mm. So part of what's going on is that there's so much content out there. Right, so right. With the ability that just like you can do your podcast here, you know, you get your microphone and your computer and oh, yeah. boom, there That's it is. The it's out there. Yeah. The internet and then you share that with the world. People can make music at home and mm-hmm. put out a put it out and they do. And so there's a lot of people doing it. And um but there is something, you know, I I grew up listening to records and cassettes right, and then CDs yeah. and there is something to be able to hold something in your hand and read liner notes and put it on intentionally because you want to listen to it, not just streaming constantly in the right. background. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's everything's a double-edged sword because like, that's one of the things that to, to kind of go back to a previous point about artists should be based out of Amarillo. Hmm. It doesn't matter where you live. Yes. Not, I, not I, anymore. I've considered right? that very, very same thought as I've looked at where would I want to buy a house and where, where would I live? And, and, um, where I'm at with it right now is, uh, I'm, this is the Follow the Love Tour, is what I'm oh. calling it. So invite invite your listeners if, if they love the music and you know. So I've been playing house concerts, nice, and um, and, and backyard festivals. Well, dude, you need and, to come back a little bit later this summer and play the Tecla House. Have you heard of the Tecla House? I haven't. What's that about? So it's actually walking distance from here. Uh, it was, so I've been in this house uh, about a year now, and. My old house, there was a house venue. One of my buddies, Gunnar Wadowski, he's been on the podcast. He lived at the end of my alley, mm. and he would have house shows. So I literally could walk out of my back gate, down the alley, and I'm at a house show. Love you it. know, cool. And and it, there's a certain vibe to his house. Uh, Keegan Hollis, who's another guy I've had on the podcast, I could walk to his house, and he had house shows, right? So then I move here, and I'm like, oh, damn, I'm in, I'm, I'm, uh, maturing right i'm i'm buying into the family neighborhood yep. the family lifestyle you know we the one of the main reasons we bought this house was because the parks right there yeah, for the kids nice. you know yeah. and so i was a little bummed out i was like damn you know i'm not gonna have a i'm not gonna have a spot to see some live shows now tecla house walking distance from here you Ooh, know and they have, they have a dope at like they've got a little stage in the backyard and these two huge elm trees and like in the uh, in the summer, right whenever the sun they they start the show a little bit earlier so the sun's setting during the show That's and great. the the cicadas start singing. I love that. So like there's an, a weird drone in the bed, you know, in the background and then the the artist is playing. It's just dope, dude. It's awesome. All right, awesome setting. Shout yeah. out, shout out to Tecla House and. Um, so you need to come back and play that place okay. because that so you know you were talking earlier and this is one thing I've uh I I wouldn't say I've been like adamant about but my thing is society has does not take into account parents 
or small families, mm-hmm. right? If I want to see, so like a lot, of, there's a lot of, there's like a pretty good group of Amarillo bands that are playing live shows a lot, but they don't start until 1030. Right, it doesn't work. I'm doesn't done. Work. <laughs> yeah. I'm done at 10, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm in bed yeah, so by 1030, you know? Music has just become something just when you're in college or just when or, you're younger. Or it or just, it, it's something that you do when you're drunk. It's exactly. something that you listen to when you're drunk. It's well, like a, it's a party. Let's change that. Let's change no, that see, paradigm. And so this is the thing, man. Is there's a thing called June Jazz here in Amarillo at Amarillo College, and they start. I'm not exactly sure what time. This is a terrible plug for them, but I want to say like 6:30 at the at Amarillo College, the community college here. And they set up. It's packed. It's great. It's packed, dude. I'm telling like, and there's kids running around. Kids yeah. are playing. I mean, it's a good fan. You know. Take a we take usually take like a cheese tray, get our friends some blankets, yeah, drink some I'm wine, for it. change that out. paradigm. Go go earlier in the day. I'd like to start a show at seven and See, you know so everyone can go home and go to bed at a yes. decent hour. And it, yeah, uh, I think that's beautiful that 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 yeah, you're encouraging that. And, and also to have time to talk. This yeah. is my thing is I want a show early enough to where I can show up. Kind of get the vibe of the people. Say hello to the people I need to say hello to. The show starts. Typical uh, attention span. 45 minutes to an hour. Right in that range. You know, if you're feeling it, an hour. If it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, even if you're feeling it, sometimes 45 minutes is is a long time. But sometimes that last 15 minutes is really powerful you know so you want to leave space for that 15 minutes and then it ends and it's six o'clock and i have time to talk to the artist i have time to say hello to a couple of people that are there it's better for the artist too this idea that you should start playing at nine or ten or eleven or midnight and play for bars want you to play for three hours sometimes they want you to do three sets because you're not there People aren't there for the music; they're there to drink, and the bar wants to sell mm-hmm. alcohol, so you, they want you to play for as long as possible to keep people around and keep taking breaks so people drink more and everything. That's the old old paradigm with it, and I, I have searched for a different avenue my whole whole career because uh, to me, it, I, I want it to be an event and a gathering that has an arc to the evening and has, right. a, uh, has a people come and they begin it together everyone participates it they're not just talking through the whole thing loudly over the whole you know it's like a sacred um maybe uh one of the things that uh, upsets me is that church has this stranglehold on ceremony right yeah you know yeah and i i think that the model that jesus you know these early prophets were setting up was not ceremony for the sake of ceremony's sake. Mm. You know, it was ceremony for the sake of the moment. You know, like hey, Bring let's people together. Yeah. yeah, let's get these people together and let's let's build a model around uh, interaction. You know, yes. and Make that's it a, so much we need that these days. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, yes, we can listen to podcasts or music or go go online or Facebook or all the social media stuff. But what I love about what I do is that it brings people together in the same place at mm-hmm. the same time, face to face, where they can actually talk to each other, see to each other, maybe dance, maybe sing along, you know, shake somebody's hand. Mm-hmm. Like there's actual contact with your your fellow human beings, which right. uh, at the same time as the internet connects us, it is dividing us in mm-hmm. the sense that you cannot leave your house. I, I'm when I'm home, and I have so much work to do. I'm you know I run mm-hmm. my own record label and. 
and I, I keep in touch with the fans and all the booking and all that stuff, there'll be days where I'm not actually talking to anybody, though I'm in constant contact through email and social media and text and all of that. Yeah. It's a strange phenomenon not to actually talk face to face. Well, that was one of the things I was going to ask you about because one of the things I noticed with this podcast is the reason I started the podcast is because I enjoy having conversations with people. Yeah. I enjoy having novel conversations. So sitting down with somebody that I don't know and I don't know what where they're going to go takes me in places that I didn't know I was going to go. You right. know, it's like a, it's a fun uh, product. But through the process, I've realized, okay, now I've got to learn some more about computers. I've got to learn some more about some editing software. I've sure, got to yeah. figure out how to edit, like how to interview. I've got to, uh, do social media. I've got a, you know, like I feel you, it's the you same have thing, to start yeah. thinking about all of these things that aren't what you wanted to do, so that you can do what you want to do. You just described the music business as well. Yeah, yeah that's exactly exactly right. It's, yeah, it's the same with any business these days, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, whatever product you have, or whatever your art is, or whatever you want to share in the world, you also need marketing of some sort. Right. You need people to know about it. Right. If you want to do it as a business, but even for the sake of the of the reward of having people respond or hear or mm-hmm. participate or listen to what you're creating. And that's part of it for me is the feedback. I love hearing from people. So right. ask people who are listening if you know if you like the music or uh, you're interested in what we're talking about here today to to go to my website forestsun.com and uh, you can email me directly there. And uh, I, I love hearing from people. Yeah, so, so so you got your own record label. I do. I started my, my own record label, Painted Sun Records, in 1999. I was living in the, the Richmond District in San Francisco, which is very foggy. Mm. So days would go by, I wouldn't see the sun. Weeks would go by, the sun. So I finally got this big piece of uh, white cardboard paper and painted a sun on it. And uh, my window opened on, up to just like a, a few feet, and then there was the next house right over it so I actually nailed the, the sun that I painted onto the house next door so that when I woke up and looked out the window there's a sun <laughs> I could see the sun shining nice so that's where Painted Sun Records got his name and of course my name Forest Sun but, yeah. uh, and I was painting a lot there in, in my room as well at the time and, and having art shows in San Francisco so yeah uh, 20 years now I've run my own label and have wow. uh, 8, 9, 10 records out and um, my own stuff as well as uh, the Songs for Laura compilations, which were benefit CDs. Uh-huh. Over 40 artists donated their songs uh, for people with cancer and oh, their families. And I uh, started that when my own mom had cancer. And, oh, and okay. so when she was ill and we did benefit concerts, uh, we did one in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We did one in Austin, Texas and, uh, and out in California where I live. And uh, it was just great to have all these artists come together for a good cause. Yeah. And it's just a wonderful compilation of music. So... Uh, People can find that. It's Songs for Laura. And it, uh, if you go to PaintedSun.com, there's a link to that. That's my record label. So how much... So you, you've got it from multiple different sides. You you lived through possibly the, the uh, fastest rate of change that any industry right. has ever experienced, yeah. right? From, from 90 to today... I mean, it's, you know... Yeah, with the advent of Napster, I mean, things went crazy. And, and, and the way technology has changed the way that we consume and listen to music and participate in it. It's, uh, in some ways, it's felt like running up a sand dune or run, while there was a dump truck pouring mm-hmm. sand down. And, you know, just sort of... Have you ever been to the Great Sand Dunes? 
Yes, the long time in Colorado, those yeah. ones. Yeah. That's how Something. I mean that so you don't even have to have the, the dump truck there. You you say, Okay, I'm gonna get to the top of that hill. Yeah. And you struggle and gah, you get to the top of it and then you realize, while wow, I'm at the bottom of a mountain. Yeah. And all it is is hills all the way up. You know, you <laughs> never hit that next. You know, you're no matter how hard you struggle, yeah, you're never getting to that unless you really work at it, I guess. Yep. So I'm still working, mm-hmm. still climbing that mountain, and um, I've come to the place that I realize that it really is a calling. Whether you know whether it's difficult or uh, through all the navigating all these changes, and um, I think it's worked out for me in in many ways, and that I've. Uh, in doing everything myself and being a forerunner in the DIY movement of make, making, producing my own records, distributing my own records, and then now learning to distribute my metadata directly to digital mm. distributors and all that sort of stuff uh, has allowed me a lot of creative freedom to make the records that I want to make. Right. And uh, where I'm making the music that I want to make, not what the fad of the moment is or, mm-hmm. or, or what people... Uh, what some record executive might think is should be popular, and and you look at the history of music. That's there's so much of that going on. The people, gatekeeper. Yeah. So I've uh, there's no gatekeeper anymore. Right. But now because there's no gatekeeper, everybody's in. It's flooded. It's just there's a zillion people saying, "Here, listen to me, listen to me, mm-hmm. look at me." Mm-hmm. So now the question is, how does the music find its way to the people who, who love it and and want to hear it? And uh, so I feel really lucky that it does that and continues to do that. Yeah. And that people. You know, they show their support through Kickstarter. I've done a Kickstarter for re-releasing um, my record, Walk Through Walls, on vinyl Ooh. for the vinyl collectors and enthusiasts and and, uh, and some bonus tracks of songs that were never released before with that. And then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, this Kickstarter for the song a month for the brand new record coming out. And um, maybe that's the new model, is that the people who care mm. are the ones who support artists. My... Uh, problem with it is that it means that you know a few hundred people are paying all of it for everybody else so you know like this last kickstarter uh, 200 people uh, for raised twenty thousand dollars to make make my record meanwhile there's uh you know 65 million plays on pandora or you know millions on spotify mm-hmm. so, so most people are just Consuming it for for free while the other people pay their pay so, their way. So we as Americans have this uh, particular bent on wanting everybody to pay equally right. for the enjoyment. And one of the things that I really appreciate about like the feudal system and old school is you had patron like patron sure, patrons of the arts. So yeah. that's where we are. So now. you had somebody who say. Man, that dude's dope. Uh, look, I'll give you a room in my castle. I'll give you what you need—a piano and some uh, guitar and some shit. Okay, just make your art, right? Yeah. I'll pay. I'll pay for your shit. You know, science was the same way. Literature. Yeah. There was a lot of things where you had the one person who said, "I'm going to do this for humanity," and it put so much power in that one person's hands. And you would, in a certain sense, it amplified. You know, yeah. it amplified the the impact. 
Now there's also hundreds of thousands of these people that these artists that were had patrons and stuff and completely disappeared to time and you know sure. everything. But it takes the commerce out of it as an artist. You it know, takes the commerce no out of it. No longer trying to do it as a business. Right. You're able to focus on your art and your music. Unfortunately, it, it's quite a commercial enterprise even to run a Kickstarter. Oh, it's yeah. a huge, huge undertaking. What it takes to stay in touch with everybody and make sure people have heard of it. Once again, uh, the issue with all this interconnectivity is that it's just a flood. Everything vying for our attention all yeah. the time. So Yeah, I get hit up for Kickstarters all the time. Yeah, it's become, it's become just, huge. Yeah, it's... So, yeah, I'm wondering what the future will bring in that regard and, and, how, and how this will continue to work. It's like hearing the song through the noise. There's so much noise yeah. that how do you get the thing the one thing out of it yeah and and maybe it's just that we're in a in a time where there'll be a smaller there won't be this sort of mass culture as much um i guess there's still plenty of mass culture but it's more about you know that you have your fans if you're podcast mm -hmm. people who tune in because they like what you do mm -hmm. and no matter what those numbers are that's a real thing you know there's a real exchange that goes on of people who are appreciating what you're making and well and that's the, the I'm hard, grateful for that. That's the hardest thing about this whole that's one of the things I was wanna I was gonna talk to you about was how so <clears throat> before I actually started a podcast, I wanted to plot my success. Right? So I was like, okay, I'm gonna start a podcast and here's how I'm gonna do it. And this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna have this. I'm you know, I start imagining all these different pieces. Meanwhile, I'm not doing anything. A mm. podcast is not happening. I'm not making recordings. Oh, you're just, I'm not. You're just doing you know, it in your head. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. I want to do, you know, and, and I I see it a lot with um, some of my musician friends and some of just different people. Is there's this almost like this hype, like this imagination of, um, well, I need to make the product perfect, and then I'll, my audience will re respond to the perfect sure it's good to mine. just start but i think there's something to all that imagination you know yeah. you all that time that you were saying i'm going to do this and this is how it's going to look all that planning and imagining of it and now you're doing it so this is my question for you yeah you've got the product and you've got the imagination yeah and then there's this middle ground of making it happen yeah. right yeah Sometimes I feel like that it, in itself, the just the middle ground of bridging the gap between the imagination process and the creation of it, yeah. bridging that gap of doing it. Like how do you how do you hit that point, right? And right. so so an art it goes from the ethereal world, right? It's in the head, and now it's on the canvas. Yeah. How do you motivate yourself to put it on the canvas? Yeah, motivation is a good question. I mean. The basic answer is just start, right? Right. You just start. I mean, I don't have to be generally, you know, if I'm home or on the road, I don't have a nine to five job. So it's not like I set an alarm, right? When I, I wake up when I wake up. And sometimes I lay in bed thinking about stuff, imagining what needs to be done. And then at some point I just get up. I don't mm -hmm. think, okay, now I'm going to get up. Right. And to me, I mean, that's mm. maybe not the right metaphor, but uh, it's similar with what you're talking about there. Yeah. You just find yourself, now you're doing it. You're ready. You, you thought about all the stuff you want to do and something sparks you into and before you know it, your body's moving, you're in action. And um, so there's no how. Mm. It's just allow, the, allow it to start when it's ready. Yeah. Allow like it to you, start. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because that's I've often used the sports analogy. You don't take uh, an NBA basketball player and say, wow, he just woke up one day and he's an NBA basketball player. Right, he huh? would say, no, you don't know the hundreds of hours I've spent boom, 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 just shooting free throws. Yeah. Dribble three times, Putting look at the goal, it. put it in the hole. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, Practice like, is, is key for whatever you want to do. But, but some, sometimes you don't feel like an NBA player, right? You're just shooting free throws. You don't feel like an NBA player, right. but you're becoming an NBA player like through the yeah. process of like, Yeah, you get better through practice, through showing up. And through showing up and through being available—that's a word that I have really uh, been in, been using in my meditation and in my process lately—is to be available to your practice, be available to your life, be available to your art, mm. be available to inspiration, be available to creativity. Um, and if you're too much in your head and you're overthinking it, you're not going to be available. Right, right, because you're, uh, you're. Uh space is filled with bullshit so you can't be available for the for the it's like a the cup is already full so how can you put yeah more the classic the classic uh, zen story you yeah. know that one um this guy comes to visit the zen master hoping that he will get to study with him and teach with him and he invites him to have tea together and as the you know they're sitting down he begins to pour him his tea and he just keeps pouring He's pouring until they're like, what are you doing? You know, it's overflowing. There's tea everywhere. He says, uh, your mind is like this cup. Mm. You know, how can I teach you anything if it's already Ooh, full? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah. So you have to have that, uh, that silence and time alone. That's a hard one for a lot of people, mm -hmm. with, you know, like yourself with families and jobs and all the, all that stuff, but uh, I feel like as an artist, for me, alone time is really key. You know what's strange, and I, so I've had this. Uh, so I'm 30 years old now. Got married at 25. Got a two and a half year old and a fetus, uh, baby on the way. And I have started like m making these notes whenever I'm doing different things. Like, oh damn, I'm turning into a, a dad. I'm a 30 year old dad. Mm -hmm. One of them's cleaning the garage. It's so strange that I get so much satisfaction yeah. out of like sweeping, putting shit away, cleaning up, you yeah. know. And, and and like I'm moving boxes and we bought a ping pong table, shake hands shout out to Shake Hands Amarello. We got a ping pong league here in Amarello called Shake Hands and um so we went to that and my wife bought it we bought a ping pong table the next day after our first tournament, you know. So I'm like you know, thinking like, man, I can't wait to play ping pong. Can't wait for my kids to get a little old so we can play some ping pong. And so I have all these different dad moments, right? These things where I'm realizing I'm turning into a dad. And one of them is mowing the yard. Yeah, sure. Or doing like yard work because my wife doesn't want to do it, can't do it, whatever. Um, so it falls on me. So it's like an obligation, but it also is complete silence. It's super noisy, super loud, time, yeah. but it, you know, it, that's silence. Yeah. You know, walking behind a mower, that's silence, you know? And, and I started realizing like, man, that, is it just a coincidence that a status symbol is how good your yard looks mm -hmm. whenever you have to put time in by yourself to cultivate the yard, right? Sure. So I kind of wondered if it was like a, are you know like a, a sign or symptom of our society that we focus on our yards because that's the only time that we have something to cultivate 
and that uh, not only cultivating the grass, but also cultivating ourselves in the silence. Mm, By ourselves, I mean like burnt out dads, you know, not to say I'm burnt out because I'm actually not like in any way. I'm actually, uh, uh, if anything, I need to work harder, you know, like I, there are times whenever I've started to realize as my youth fades, how much time I waste like in my youth, you know, like I yeah. wasted a lot of time. Just, well, that's what they say. Youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. But but it uh it has to be like. But nothing's wasted. It's all part of life. It's all experience. It's right, all right. Makes you who you are. Now. It all just it depends on where your finish line is. You well, know? the finish line is the same for all of us. It is. <laughs> yep. And when that comes, we don't know. So I don't think any of it is wasted. And that's where that being available thing, being mm. present with what is happening all around you right now. Uh, I think we all tend to, to look to the future or the past as if that will be better than the present moment. So you, do you see it as like a tuning in? Like tuning in to the yeah. moment? Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of... Uh, well, and that's what's so cool about musicians, music in general, is it is a vibe. It is a frequency and it is a moment. You know, yeah. like... Uh, you know TV on the radio? I've heard of them, but I don't know their music. They've got some good shit, but I've seen them a couple of different times, and they opened with uh, this song called Young Liars. And so I've seen them twice, and one of them was at ACL, and we were literally right next to the speaker, you know? And we're, like, right there next to them. I mean, we're, like, a foot away, you know, front row, but we're right next to the speaker. It's all jumbled up. It was too much. Yeah. It was too much in that moment. So we end up all right, we're going to peace out. So we walk, fight our way to the back of the crowd. And we hit the back of the crowd by the time that the first song's ending. And you realize, wow, you actually need this space to get in. Like, sure, yeah. you have to be at the right spot. It's not being there. Sure, it's the being right in place, the right, right time. So yeah. like once we hit that right spot, the music wasn't as loud. We weren't right next to the speaker. You From the view, you could see the entire band plus a big chunk of the audience yeah. right and once we got in that right spot we were instead of fighting to be right up there at the beginning and uh, well, we want to be in the action or whatever you know yeah. once we took that step back we could actually see the moment like the we got into sure. the vibe in the right way you know and yeah because so, our, our bodies are i mean have this very narrow bandwidth about what is comfortable for them mm-hmm. you know we we any very <laughs> variation in temperature or if we don't sleep, if we don't eat, I mean, we have such a narrow, th- it's amazing that this, this planet supports life mm-hmm. when you think about it, what it takes for us to live. And, but that ability to tune in, as you called it, uh, I think is also really beautiful because that's what allows us to make beautiful environments with gardening or, mm-hmm. be- or create beautiful music or, and that's what I like to do with events as well too, that, that not everyone gets the pieces that need to be in place for people to really enjoy themselves. If you're not comfortable, if it's too loud, if, if it's, if there's other, no, if you know, some sports bar has the TV on at the same time and there's people lock, talking loudly at the bar, you're not going to have the same experience. The music's not going to reach you in the same way mm. through the, through the noise and through the disruption. So creating an environment that allows people to really uh, meet the music. Cause it, you, you want to, you don't want to be hit over the head with it. You want to, Give yourself to it a little bit as well. Right. Was that my phone? phone? I think that might be mine. Okay. Um, what time do you need to get out of here? It's nine. I think we right should now. we should wrap it up. But okay. um, this has been really cool. Yeah, man. It's uh kind of 
hopefully eventually I'll have a studio and stuff. And I actually didn't even get into any of my questions. Um, but sometimes that's how it goes, you know? Yeah, uh, it's a conversation. We, we kicked off the intro and then I think we hit some of the topics. Okay, I do have a couple of quick things to close out the show. First off, do you have a... So this can either be your song or it can be a song that inspires you or that you like to close the podcast out. Sure. Um, let's end with one of my songs, that, which is the newest one that just came out in my monthly song. It's called Baby Don't Worry. Yeah. We'll Be Alright. And just leave it on a positive note here. We all, yeah. all can use a little uplifting. Um... And then the last one is, how do you define success? How do I define success? That's a a great question. Um, You know, I certainly have things that I want to accomplish while I'm here and while I'm alive. And part of that is being present at, at this historic time when things are changing so rapidly. And part of that is wondering what I can contribute to making this world better and also our relationship to it and to the earth so um, for me that's through music for the most part I feel like um, you know I hear from people uh, I heard from a veteran of the Gulf War who wrote me to tell me that uh, my album uh, Walk Through Walls he had on listening to through the whole war and it's what got him through mm. the difficulties there and that means a lot to me you know that's uh, that's really cool to hear hear about that or I have a song called No Regrets and I hear from people mm-hmm. that all the time we've been through, uh, you know, been through a divorce, been through breakups and they say that that song really helped nice. through that. So there's a, as you say, music is a vibration, is a frequency that I feel like can be really healing and that's something that uh, I try to be available for yeah. to, and to, to give, give that gift and allow that gift. I know it is for me, you know, there's been a lot of music that's been healing for me in my life and, um, I'm grateful for that and no. I'm grateful that I get to do it. Yeah, for sure, man. It is a great opportunity and that's uh, one of the beautiful things I think about the internet is really it erases... I'm, I'm, one of my newest thoughts is how can we erase excuses out of our life? I like that. You know, like can I... So for instance, uh, why any excuse you have not to run whenever you see a dude with a prosthetic leg from the mid-thigh down, and come no running by, yeah. you think, well, shit, that just erased a lot of excuses that I have for running because this yeah. dude doesn't even have a damn leg and he's out here running, you know? I mean, it's yeah. like anytime you have an opportunity like that to erase excuses. I like that. And I think that that's what the internet and like you said, I mean, start your own record label. Get your, yeah. get your shit out. Like, make it happen for yourself, right? You erased excuses, you know? It's that's like. Right. And I, I'm down for that, man. That's a dope way. Okay, so we're going to close out with Baby Don't Worry. It'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Good and I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks and uh, hopefully hopefully you get a good showing for Fire Slice today. Yeah, come on down, everyone. Come on down. And, uh, and music what? starts at 7. And uh, and for if you have friends down in Austin and Houston, that's where I'm heading next. Oh. Okay, so, nice. Uh, playing in Austin this weekend in Houston after that. So, and then I back to California, and then um, I'll be in the in in the high plains, I guess, still in Tulsa and Oklahoma. Oh yeah, uh, Oklahoma City. After that, so uh, tell your friends, spread the word. Uh, the more you can share my music, the 
the better. Yeah, for sure. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and until next time. Thank you, Dexter. Peace. Don't worry, we'll be alright